take that off right now. Welcome to Go Additive, where your hosts combine their real-world professional 3D printing experience to deliver valuable opinions that will help you peer behind the curtain of the additive industry. <laughs> and now, Go Engineer's own Tyler Reed and Tate Brown. Good morning. You started I, that with no warning. Yeah, I just sent it. Just just went for it. It's usually you that pushes the button to me. Or I mean, it was me today. Wow, after, it's, after, it's a little uh, early. After the incident. Uh, yeah. How many episodes ago? Maybe 20 episodes yeah, ago or something? A while ago. The incident. We put, some, we put some miles behind us. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, we recorded a whole episode with... Uh, we didn't record a whole episode. We we yeah. sat here and talked to each other for an hour yeah. <laughs> and didn't record it. You would think that pressing the button wouldn't be such a hallowed uh, responsibility, but that's how we've treated it since the incident. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I'm embarrassed about it. That's all right. You were dancing. <laughs> you were standing up during that <laughs> intro and... I'm really surprised there wasn't a hip thrust in there. I'm honestly, well, I, a hip thrust is dangerous. It's a dangerous move for me. <laughs> why? You know I, why? I know exactly why, but our listeners probably don't. I, I could crumple in pain. This sounds terrible. One hip thrust, let's, I crumple. Let's back this up. Okay. Tyler's got really bad hips. He's like a <laughs> Labrador retriever. He's, they're just going bad and he can barely walk some days. He looks like a grandpa when he comes know, to work. I know. I've I've gone him downhill so fast. You're degrading at it's, a rapid pace. All right. This is a great way to start. <laughs> you know, just putting me in the mindset of strength. Well, listen, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. So that should get you in the mindset of something good. Yeah. I'm kind of liking that we do these on Fridays now. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Monday why might so, be so? nicer. I, I feel like. When I look at our statistics, mm-hmm. what very little there there are, mm-hmm. um, it seems like we have a lot of weekend listeners. I don't know if people that are makes sense. putting this on in their shop or, you know, just hanging out. Yeah. Putting something on as background noise, whatever. There's actually kind of a sweet spot on the weekends for podcasts to release. Doesn't really? it seem like most podcasts release during the week? Yeah. Right. I feel like so if on you, like if, Wednesdays or. Yeah. So if you have a new download sitting there Saturday morning, I actually think you're kind of more likely to listen to it. I like it. Let's not pretend that there's any strategy in what we do. <laughs> there's not. I mean, <laughs> like like we've said before, we just come here. We do our thing. And, and if people like to listen, they like to listen. Yeah. Yeah. And so, if not, well. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Stay with us. Stay with us. So you texted me this morning a topic. Yeah. Tell us what that topic is. Uh, How did I phrase it? When uh, when When things sound fake, but aren't. When when something sounds too good to be true, but isn't. Yeah, but yeah, when it sounds fake, but isn't. Well, go on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tell, tell, tell me what got well. Wait, before you, 
We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump right into the topic today. Should we go right into the meat and potatoes? Oh, I'm so excited to tell you my, <laughs> my the thing that I thought of when you gave me the topic, and maybe we can save it for later. No, okay, we can we can jump into it and let's see how long. Unless how there's long anything you you need to you know some housekeeping, some mm. things you want to talk about, get mm. out of the way. No, no. Wow. Let's just jump into it. You made that big of a deal about what? About me jumping right into it. It made me uncomfortable that you were taking control of, of the pod. I, I felt a little uneasy. Like Tate, it has too much influence right now over me. Okay, I'm going to... Hey, you know what would be a good idea? What? If you led the discussion. <laughs> okay, but I defer to you. <laughs> See, everyone, okay. we just learned a valuable lesson here. Sometimes it's best to let someone think it's their idea. It's always, always best. Yes. You get so, a lot more done. I was looking at uh, some news articles from this week. Ego management. Yeah, for sure. And I came across an article about Sennheiser uh, selling uh, buds, earbuds. That's a good one. No one will guess what you just did. I just drank a Red Bull. A whole thing. You in cracked one, it open. In that little time period, <laughs> I just guzzled an entire Red Bull. Sorry. Yeah. So Sennheiser now is selling some earbuds that the outer housing is 3D printed. I'm not familiar with Sennheiser. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Really? Look at me. I'm wearing skull candies <laughs> right now, which people make fun of me for because they're... Yeah. I, I suppose they're not quality, but to me, they're just fine. Sennheiser is like professional quality audio equipment. So you, they do speakers, headphones, microphones. It's like pro quality. It's not like the high, high designer. Like Rod, Rockford Fosgate? <laughs> oh Bose? My, oh, my God. What? I, Rockford Fosgate? I don't know. These are names that I'm just throwing around audio names. In my mind, when I hear Rockford Fosgate, maybe I'm mistaken, but I just I just picture like 15 inch clapped out subwoofer <laughs> in the back of a 80s Honda. <laughs> With a homemade MDF box. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 like, professional. I stuff. think of that when I think of kicker. Yeah, kicker. Because I had a kicker. <laughs> I had a kicker in my Mustang. Yeah. So for, for like our video equipment, we have Sennheiser lavalier mics that are like $700 a piece. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So it's, but it's not like $10,000 up type quality. So anyway, they actually have the ability to sell earbuds higher than price to Apple, which is pretty impressive but you could buy 3d printed earbuds for like 700 dollars. but they're they're printed metal so that that kind of caught my eye i was like oh okay we don't see a lot of that consumer consumer products that are printed metal it the metal interfaces with your ear hole <laughs> i don't know what are you thinking that would be the coldest most uncomfortable plug-in of all time people you who, know when the doctor yeah. would be like, hold still, and they'd stick that thing in your ear with yeah. the little light. 
that's what it would be like every time you went to listen to your music. I think people who were buying $600, no $1,200 earbuds can afford to protect themselves from cold air. It's not the air that's cold. It's the metal. No, the, the metal is not going to be colder than the ambient temperature. So then why, what's the science behind metal feeling colder than the, than the ambient temperature? I don't know. Does it actually? Wow, listen to Maybe, that fan take off. I know, right? It's like a little airport in the background. That's my laptop. I think that it's a perception thing and that, geez, what's going on over there? Dude. Did you open a spreadsheet or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what's going on. All right, well, I got close. Tate, Tate brought the white noise machine into the studio I'm today. I'm so sorry. I got to close everything down. Are you, uh, I got just, too much up. Just say you're chugging numbers. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just uh, chugging uh, numbers. I'm actually mining some Bitcoin <laughs> with my laptop. Sure. There we go. I think to your, I, I'm just spitballing here. The perception of cold, I think, is the heat transfer. Like your body's transferring heat to the earbuds. Like that's my guess. According to Google, this is the very first thing. Haven't okay. even read it yet. I'm okay. just going to read it. Okay. In general, metals feel colder or hotter to the touch than other materials at the same temperature because they're good thermal conductors. This means they easily... Oh, my. Come on. Doesn't make any... So that doesn't explain anything. That's, that's, that's what I just said. That's what I just said. It's the movement of heat that causes that perception. Interesting. I'm going to need to look into the science behind this. Oh, Okay. Dude, go ahead. So anyway, while you're there typing, try to look up this uh, news article. So go to Google News. Yeah, go to Google News. And look up uh, Sennheiser. I've never gone to Google News. Ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Here we go. S-E-N-N-H-E-I-S-E-R. Sennheiser. And then just say 3D printed. That should that should pop up a story. I think the article that I read was from New Atlas. 3D printed earphone. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so there's a part of this where they start talking about the material that I kind of want you to read out loud. Depending on the source. Is do you um, add new add new atlas? New atlas to the search. Because that's the article I read. So I okay. know for sure. Found it. Okay. So maybe the second paragraph or something, they're going to talk about the material. Holy smokes. 1300 bucks. Yeah, they're expensive. Why? No, I know why, but why would someone do this? Okay, here we go. The new earphones, earphones sport a textured housing that's formed using a patented 3D printing process and fashioned from the same aerospace-grade amorphous alloy that's used in the drilling head of NASA's Mars rover. A material that's reported to have an atomic structure similar to glass for triple the hardness and bend resistance of high-performance steel. So <laughs> what's, what's your first instinct when you read that? I think of Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump with his space legs. <laughs> what? Lieutenant Dan. His space he legs? Space legs. <laughs> It's when he taps on his leg with the, he pulls yeah. his pant leg up, taps his leg with his cane, and he's like, titanium alloy. 
<laughs> Same stuff they use on the space shuttles. Yeah. You got new legs. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, that's what I think of. Sorry. It, it seems like a bunch of marketing mumbo jumbo. Yeah, it totally does, right? Yeah. And they could just say, oh, it's, you know, 7,000 seri- series aluminum or they could right. say something like that. They could actually right. list what the material is, but they want to make it sound cool because it's what NASA uses in space. So if you're a devoted listener and you listen to the gospel of Tate and Tyler, oh you should read that and your antenna should start to Your spidey tingle. senses? Yeah. You should think, oh, wow, that actually doesn't sound real at all. But it's pretty real. It's pretty real. Why do you say that? Because the material that they're using actually is a crazy type of material. So what's the patented so, 3D printing <clears throat> process? Do you know what machine they're making this on? Did you look into I'm it? I'm pretty sure I do. I'm pretty sure I do. But there there's one phrase in that. Uh, there's one there's there's one description <laughs> in, in those where it says it's an amorphous alloy. Yeah amorphous alloy Mm -hmm. and that intuitively probably doesn't make a lot of sense to people who are aware of just metals in general because metals in general are typically uh, made of atoms that are aligned in a crystalline structure right so we've talked a little bit about this in the past where Metals, traditional metals have grains and they have crystalline structures. Whereas our thermoplastics, the ones that we can 3D print, part of the reason why they're easily printable in filament form is that they have no crystal grain structure. They are amorphous. So that's the, that's the strange part where you read this and like, it's a metal, but it's amorphous. That could lead you down a road where you discover the existence of amorphous metals. Zero crystalline grain structure metals. Have you heard of these? Uh, now I'm reading about them. Yeah, I can see I can see your eyes scanning the laptop and you're like this. There's uh, you're in learning mode right now. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so here's something that pops up right away. Amorphous alloys usually show higher tensile strength and lower elastic moduli than crystalline alloys of the same composition. Yeah. Wow. So the way these the way these work, that's neat. Yeah. These are these are engineered alloys, like highly engineered alloys going back to like the 60s and and moving from there. So think about what we do know about metals. We can change the grain structure by heating them mm-hmm. and then controlled cooling them, right? Yep. And the pace at which we cool them can affect the grain structure. Well, there's a class of alloys that if you cool them at a high rate, quote unquote high, because it's super variable, but if you cool them fast enough, it kind of confuses the alloys and they can't restructure into grains. And so by the time it reaches a temperature where it's going to be solid. There's no grain structure and it remains that way. So it affects the properties a ton, but so typically they are alloys of several different elements. So it's not just like 
a two element alloy or even a three element alloy it could be like four or five elements grouped together. So when you look at the chemical composition of these, it's not like NaO4, it's like zirconium or magnesium. And then there's double digit, uh, double digit numbers here. So they're just, they're crazy alloys. But what, and typically alloys that pack together very tightly. So you'll have different distributions of sizes of these individual elements so that there's very, there's very little free space in these, uh, in the, in the bulk material. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, it makes sense, but I don't know where we're going with this. I kind of want to talk about these materials because they're, they blow, they, they blow my mind and they sound, they sound fake. How does it relate to a stinking earphone? It has nothing to do with the earphones. I thought we were going to talk audio equipment today. <laughs> now, now I'm bummed out because now it just sounds to me like you use this as a bait and switch. Now we're talking about metals when what I really want to talk about is why we're using such a high end material for a stinking earbud. Don't be disappointed. Why are you mad at me? No. Are you disappointed? I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I am absolutely disappointed in you. Oh, well, hey, I found out what kind of system they're using to print this on. You don't care? Not even Can curious? I take a guess? Yeah. Do you, you know for sure, for sure, for yes. sure. I'm going to guess it's a Trump for a Trump uh, laser centering machine. Yep. Powder bed fusion system. But specifically from Trump is my guess. Amorphous zirconium. Mm -hmm. from Harris hair Harris yeah wow yeah okay so there's not very many material vendors uh using the uh offering these powders um and there's not many mach machine vendors that have tuned parameters to print in these things and, uh, you know, we could go into why that is, but you don't really want to know more about the metals. So no, I do. If you want to geek out about it, this just seems like the dumbest $1,200, $1,300 headphone ever. Okay. So there's some benefits of amorphous metals, uh, because they are amorphous and there's no grain structure. You don't experience uh, fracturing in the same way that you would a traditional metal. So, which you would never experience in an earbud. You wouldn't, you would never scratch them. I, I mean, I suppose you'd scratch them. You never like scrape your head across a, uh, uh, excavator bucket. <laughs> if I'm lucky, no, <laughs> <laughs> you never have a close call with a giant hunk of steel. I, I, if I do, I should have a hard hat on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like these headphones actually these are my lawn mowing headphones that i have on right now oh really and even the fact have you ever noticed when you wear a hard hat how you bump your head more i don't wear hard hats okay well going back to my blue collar days it's because your head's way bigger than what you're used to exactly so when i wear these headphones that's the exact point i was trying to make I bump these headphones into things occasionally. Yeah. I'll, I'll nick them on a tree branch, you know, mowing around a tree. Boom. Headphones gone. Music gone. 
and these are cabled headphones. Yeah. So yeah. then I lose my cable. It's embarrassing. It's just a big embarrassing mess in my front yard. <laughs> these, these, so you kind of treat these headphones as like the stick on the back of a, of a vehicle or something where it's like, yeah, you're getting a little bit too close for clearance. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty okay. Much. So, so okay. the amorphous, <laughs> the amorphous metals. I'm are, so disappointed in this. I'm so sorry. I'm so dis. I, I'm happy. To I go thought. To, I'm I thought you were into metal. I, I I like metals, but I didn't know that that's what this was gonna be, and I'm so <laughs> sad. I'm so sad about it. But <laughs> I know you're excited. I can tell you're excited and you're sad. You're disappointed with me because I'm not. I'm so sorry. I, I let you down as a co-host today. You did let me down. Big time I let I you down. I think that I'm actually, I am disappointed in you. I'm more excited about the production aspect of this particular application. Mm. I'm more excited to see uh, an end use component being produced in, you know, large quantities yeah. for commercial I use. mean, there is a, there is a discussion there. Um, why that material? Because these, this, this material, this zirconium based, uh, material is not easier to print. It, it's not, these materials are very hard as well. So they're not easy to, uh, easy to propose process. One of the benefits of these is that they can be highly post-processed, uh, polished, for example, to a very fine degree um, with fewer steps than a traditional material because they are very hard from the get-go, but their products are not polished. They are, they look like raw powder bed fusion parts and they, <clears throat> they kind of highlight the texture as a feature. Yeah. So beyond the talking point of, hey, which doesn't really seem significant enough, you know, hey, these are crazy materials. They shot blasted. Oh, so they actually put more texture into it. Yeah. Says probably uh, a technician then removes any artifacts of the manufacturing process by hand after a thorough cleaning, uh, steel shot blasting, polishing and a sophisticated surface treatment. The housing assumes its final extremely durable aesthetic. I mean, it is extremely durable, but they didn't look polished. Do you see images that make them look polished? No, if if you all aren't going to look this up later, I will describe it as like a sand cast part. Yeah, is like what a, it looks like like a bead blasted part. Yeah. So they're taking the supports off and then bead blasting it to just kind of mask any sort of uh, just give it a more uniform finish. Yeah, more than likely. So why that material? Uh, that's good. That's a, that's a good question. Um, well, it's probably lighter. It's going to get into and it the, is more durable. It is very durable. It's, it's overkill unless there's an actual, there's an actual <laughs> video of one of their build beds on YouTube. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. So if you just, uh, look up making of the IE 600 in ear headphones, there's a video. All right. So I'm going to watch that later. 
for sure. Looks cool. They have pairs. I'm not going to count how many. Um, actually, there's 30. There's 30 pairs. How big is the build? Is it like this big? I can't tell. Okay. It's real hard telling. You can't like guess based on the size of an earbud? I, I can guess. I would say it's like close to probably five by five inches. Is it circular? No. Oh. Uh, it does look circular. I okay. Lie. It looks like the the cylinders is circular and but the grid pattern that these are yeah. laid out in is a square. So the build plate's circular. I bet it is a Trump Trump. That's what laser. it is. Did oh. I not did I not confirm that? You didn't confirm that. Confirm. Okay. Cool. I think this is cool. So, you know, the discussion around materials is really important when we're talking about trying to broaden the scope of applications for additive in general. Um, you know, it's really comes down to what are the material properties that you can achieve and through what materials do you achieve those? And this whole new category of amorphous metals and the fact that we can, we can create <clears throat> parts out of some of these materials um, is pretty awesome because in a lot of ways they bridge the gap between plastics and metals. You don't, you don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I'm starting, to, I'm starting to question. No, I care. Well, go ahead. So no. tear me down. Go on. <laughs> nope. Nope. Look, you have no questions about this. Again, I'm a my, my only question is why this material for this application? It's so unnecessary at from a bird's eye view. Yeah. I don't. Obviously, I don't care about audio that much. I do. Yeah. I enjoy a good sound system, you know, but I, if you sat me in one room that was tuned and one room that wasn't. Yeah. And had me listen to music, I could probably tell the difference. But I'm not going to be like in the room that's not tuned yeah. and be like, man, this <clears throat> this is just junk. This is garbage. Okay. Well, OK, so let's if I've got a little piece of sand rattling around in the speaker. Yeah, that's going to drive me crazy. Like if I can hear the, the rattle and like, yeah, if I could hear that. But OK, it's kind of like with TVs, right? Like an 8K TV like you, the human eye can't even see the differences between four and 8K. But we still do it. It's for it's because we can, we do, and because it's there, people buy it. Sure. This seems like one of those things to me. It's it's situational. <laughs> you take an 8K resolution and you blow it up to 150 inches, you're gonna see the difference between that and 4K. Right? I suppose. Yeah. I dude, I don't get into this stuff. This is <laughs> this is I I I should know more about it, but Yeah. Okay, so let's let's just go through an exercise here. We're oh, we're sen we're Sennheiser, okay? And we have a product, these earbuds. Okay? Okay. And we're selling these earbuds to consumers and consumers are using them and they may have uh some complaints about them, right? Or there may be areas where you could say we're we have an improved model in this case. So what are the important attributes or pertinent attributes of these earbuds? Uh, fit. Fit. Okay. Comfort. Comfort. 
What, what's, what's it, what are the elements of comfort? Um, like fit and the, weight the, hmm, on an earbud. I don't think weight really matters. You could put a one <clears throat> ounce piece of tungsten in my ear. I'm not going to care. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I know you have, you've got a wire coming out of your ear right now, so this may be too advanced <laughs> for you, but oh my God. Have, have you ever used a, a wireless earbud? Yeah. Can they, they can be too light. Um, what, what, what's the problem I took with, a dig with it, it too that, light? The dig was unwarranted. I, I'm sorry I snapped at you. You're really mad about this. I'm coming at you hard. I okay, feel like so there's going to be a discussion the, after the podcast. <laughs> That's what I feel like. So, hey, with these earbuds, like they can be too light. They can be too heavy. What what happens when an earbud is too light? Um, If an earbud is too light, they float away. <laughs> so they float away. This is my point. I, I, I feel they, like with an earbud, with these with actual over-ear headphones, yeah. weight I can totally see matters a ton. With eyewear, weight matters a ton. Too light, and they do they do actually float. Like yeah. little changes in your facial expressions move your ears, and they can actually yeah. float off your nose, right? Right. With heavier eyewear, it can stay on there better. Yeah. So wait, wait. It can be too light. You can be too heavy. Uh, but with over the ear when you're plugging it directly into your ear hole yeah and it holes and it's never a perfect fit right so it's jostling around in there <laughs> it's not jostling yeah it they've, is they've got they've got the soft portion that interfaces with the innermost part of your ear hole plugs in it's like a little suction cup so you've you've never had your earbuds in and something catches your attention and you whip your head and the earbud <laughs> never flies out. Never. Wow. Have you? Yeah. Because when I drive, <laughs> my head's like this. How many are? <laughs> this is the worst. This is our worst episode. I think this is Tyler just flipped his head so fast that his his, his headphones just flew off his head. And this is. <laughs> This argument's going nowhere. This is not working out for me. It, it, we may have to revisit this topic when there's more to talk about. There's just not enough here. And now I feel stupid for so thinking you, of, my, of my thing that I thought of this morning to go with this topic because it just is so dumb now. It's it's so dumb. Well, okay. So the topic, the topic was... This is a train wreck. No, it's not. The topic was when it sounds fake but it isn't. We, we clearly have two perspectives on this. It sounded fake to me. And to me, it turned out it's not, this is legitimate. It sounds kind of fake to you. And you think it is fake. Why, why? No, it's real. Like, I know, but are... you think it's fake in the sense that it's, it's completely pointless to use this material in this case. I'm leaving it open. Like there, you think there, it's all marketing. Like there is. Yes. That's yeah. what I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, a, that's a legitimate takeaway. Because before this, now, I know that I am not the everyman. I try to be. But. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 wait. That sounds terrible. 
I am. I know I'm not the everyman. I'm. I'm so just. Are a you lowly, above? Are you no, above I'm or below? below. Okay. I'm below. Okay. I'm just. I'm an average Joe, maybe even a little below it, you're, average. You're, <laughs> you're the below average. I'm a below average Joe. So I've never heard of Sennheiser before, and that's okay. Today, if I wanted you on my side in this discussion, I probably shouldn't have shamed you for not <laughs> knowing Sennheiser. So everyone can learn more lessons from this episode on how to treat your. It's yeah. Your, this is very revealing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit out most of this conversation. No, no, you're not. So this this brand, if this is marketing, if my guess is true, it's worked. Okay. Because now I have heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Pretty that's much true. the end. It, it served its function, if that's what it is. In in my particular case. Sure. Everyone else out there that's heard of this brand before is probably like banging their head against the wall like, duh, dude. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry I didn't know. Now, what if we see this from the perspective of the powder vendor who they want to get their name and brand and product out there? Did it work in this case? No. Um, not as well. I don't think as effectively... I feel like it was probably more effective for Trump mm -hmm. for their PBF system just because these parts are so small and they have the capability to do amorphous material. I think that's pretty cool. But the brand, the material brand. I'm pretty sure these are single source. Like the application needs to be more. Again, I agree this, with that. This to me, I agree if with it, that. If, if it can be viewed as just a marketing thing, from really any perspective, to me, that's like a failure from the application side. I want to see a product and be like, this is a solution. I do. This is a solution to a problem. I do agree with you that in all reality, um, you could probably just create a cheaper version of this without 3D printed metal. But to their credit, I they do. They have different classes of these earbuds and these are like the high high end version of it and so it's a category creator in this case yeah and i'm not disappointed in that aspect in someone creating like a high-end product utilizing tools that are available to them i'm more disappointed in you <laughs> and hyping this up to me oh my don't look at me like that dude okay so Here's an, let me, I, let me, let me, uh, that was more of a joke. I know, but now, now here it comes. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. We've talked about binder jetting, uh, on and off. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the main challenges of binder jetting is the shrink, uh, the shrink associated with sintering the parts, right? What if you had a material that didn't require sintering? Neat. It opens up capability. It opens up geometry options. Okay. What if I told you these amorphous metals exhibit that behavior? You push them into a mold and cool them, and they come out with all the strength and all the hardness uh, that you can get out of the material. No sintering. Superb. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. You'd, you'd probably want to know more about amorphous metals, right? <laughs> this really isn't going your way, is it? No, it's not. 
I'm trying every every way I can think of to get you to see the importance of these things. <laughs> now, I, I see the importance. I just with it with regard to the earbud. <laughs> you're, so, you're fixed I'm on the so, earbud. Yeah, I'm so stuck on the earbud application All right. that I can't get I can't get past it. It's totally a blocker. Here's a, here's another application. It's such a distraction. Here's another application. Okay. These materials uh, have near the same density as human bone. So if you were to have an implantable in your body and it was sort of indistinguishable from the human bone in terms of density and strength, would that show some advantage over something like titanium or cobalt chrome, other printable alloys that are used for implantables. Yes. So you like, you like this one. <clears throat> yeah. Now let me tell you about a material that exhibits these properties. Okay. It's amorphous and it's a metal and it's from this company. And you can get it in powder form. Yeah. Zirconium. Zirconium base, zirconium base. Can you say the name of the brand? No. Harius? Harius? I don't know how to pronounce this it. This is so embarrassing. Can I spell it for everyone? H-E-R-A-E-U-S. Yeah. It's... How embarrassing. It's European. There's always something on here I can't read. You're, you <laughs> actually are a trooper for reading in public. It's embarrassing. Because all these... Yeah. I can't, I can't say these things. It's, it's, I won't do math in public and I won't read in public. Can I tell you something else? Yeah. Can, I'm going to move this topic along. Let's do it. To it's, my, to we're, my, we're end. like 30 minutes into it. So, so here's, here's, I, I just heard a ghost. <laughs> when you, when we started having a discussion about things that are too good to be true, yeah. that's kind of, I know you said what sounds fake, but isn't. Yeah. So I was trying to think of all these things on the way to work this morning, and it came to me as you and I were having kind of our like pre warm up discussion in here. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's it had to do with audio, and it had to do with when I put my headphones on this morning, I could hear you walking into the room from before you even got here. Yeah. Because our mics are so sensitive, you can pick up on my ego. <laughs> yeah. I could hear it thumping across the whole room. <laughs> anyway, so that got me to a point where I remembered uh, there was this toy store in in Heber City, okay. Utah, where I grew up, this small town, and it was called King's. Okay. And it, and it was like this weird, it wasn't a grocery store. It was just kind of a a store with things. It was kind of, think of like a Walmart but with like a downstairs, that's that was where the toys all were. So it was like this double level department store. And they would always have the coolest little toys, right? I think I was probably 12, 13. Me and my buddy went there. We had a, a couple bucks and we found this radar gun. Okay. <laughs> or what <laughs> at the time, what a 12 year old would think was a radar gun. Okay. And you read the box and it says, like, you can hear whispers from from hundreds of feet away and you just point and click. It had an actual yeah. trigger. I had one of these. It was an eavesdropping machine. Yeah. 
that you could buy at the store. Definitely for not, like, definitely not radar, no, by the way, I, not I, radar. I know, I know that I'm telling you the 12 year old okay, version okay, of me okay. sees this thing and that's what I was thinking. So you so, have like a big little satellite and the dish. picture on the box. Yeah, has a little satellite. It's like a gun with a satellite thing mm -hmm. on it and a small antenna and you pull the trigger and on the picture on the box, it had like the sound yeah, rings yeah. beaming off this thing. And I was like, there's no way this works. There's no way this works. Me and Tommy, we pooled our money together. We <laughs> mm -hmm. buy this thing. It worked. Yeah. It was incredible. I got, I picked one of these out from the Toys R Us catalog. Really? One, one Christmas. Did yeah. you write, did you do the mail-in order slip where you had to write the part number in there and everything? No, I just gave a list to my you parents. You had to ask your parents. mom to, uh. And so right, a here's my for it. here's my Santa list. But so I like how the box has the total opposite of what the f the physics of what is I happening. Know. Like this, it's actually it, collecting. It was marketing to a twelve year old. It totally, worked totally, and it's perfect because he. Okay, what type <laughs> of what type of conversations did you want to listen in on as a kid? Heck, if I know, I would Any, always anything you weren't supposed to listen to. Yeah, exactly, for sure. So yeah, you take it to school, you know, around the neighborhood. You're like, I'm gonna do so much good in the world with this information that I'm gonna learn. Right, right. <laughs> that's what you were thinking. Anyway, that that's embarrassing. That was my that was my thing. That's all I thought of. The parents probably here, the parents, here you are with the amorphous <laughs> materials. You were amped up, and all I could think about was this little toys eavesdropping machine so what a beaut in this case it's probably the parents who saw that and thought and eh, that's fake uh, i'll buy it and then no, what parent would think that parents are going to just say no no my parents bought it i can't believe but it. they probably only bought it because they didn't think it would work and then you know i get it and suddenly i have all of this inside information about you know the how the the secrets of the household they're like crap it worked <laughs> And then it disappears. Do you have any particular stories you're willing to share? No. Okay. No. Does that know that you don't have any stories or none that you're willing to share? No comment. <laughs> okay. I plead the fifth. We're going down a dark road. Yeah. Tyler's starting to get serious. <laughs> well, I can't think of anything else. I'm really sorry that I pushed us into the topic so fast and that we burned it out. That's okay. So fast. You know, it did actually didn't burn out. It was uh, muffled by me. Yeah. I really messed this one up, didn't I? This will either be our greatest episode or our absolute worst episode. I'm, and it's it's a way we weed out our our listeners. We Why do you act like we're always trying to lose, <laughs> <laughs> lose listeners? We're not. We're trying to gain a following here. Yeah. Do you have any YouTubes of the week? Yeah. Do you actually? Yeah. Give us one. Mountain, Fortress, Labs. Let me use two hands to type. Okay. Mountain, Fortress, Labs. It may be just MTN, Fortress, Labs. Found them. The videos are not the best. <laughs> what? It's just... Why do you owe every single one of your people like this guy? This guy looks like he's been living off the grid. He does. <laughs> he, in here in Utah. Oh, really? Yeah. So he lives in a mountain fortress that he's built by hand over the course of 20 years. He has like military grade vehicles that he's driving in these videos. Yeah. His his collection of equipment is 
borderline. It no, it is clinically insane how much. Oh my! Equipment he has. His first video was from two months ago. Yeah, he's a this, new he's a new guy on he's the YouTube's. Some serious popularity fast because he he joined up and we, he was highlighted and then kind of joined the uh, Dave Sparks crew. Oh, okay. so Dave Sparks, Dave Sparks has a video where they're flying around in the helicopter and they they fly over this mountain out in uh, the West Desert. And they're like, that looks like a that looks like a building. It's in the middle of nowhere, literally on the mountaintop. And they are like, oh, that's interesting. And there's fields of heavy equipment. Tires and old dozers and excavators and crane, like all sorts of stuff. So he tries to find out who this guy is, tries to contact him, can't can't contact him. He gets an email in months later. And this guy's like, hey, my name's Alan. I'm here in Utah. I I think I, I watch your channel. Yeah, I watch your channel. And I, I've got some stuff going on that I, I think you'd like. So Dave Sparks has a video where they go and they visit him and walk through the whole facility. And it's amazing. It's amazing. So should we watch this guy's <clears throat> channel or should we watch the, the Heavy D? So that's the thing is he started his own channel and you'd have to be like way, way into what he's doing. What is he doing? He's basically building out a facility where he can live and work and research alternative power generation technology. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't. Why are you dude. laughing? I don't know. Why are you laughing? I don't. I would never laugh. I'm I'm not making fun of this guy. I think Mountain Force. He's my spirit animal. <laughs> this guy's my spirit animal. I'm like, I want to, I want to reach out to him and say, Hey, I've got a fence project that will really intrigue you. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to, so I'm going to add one of these to my watch. The, later. the video you really want to watch is on heavy D heavy D heavy D sparks. That'll page. give me the quickest <clears throat> overview. Yeah. I'm still going to add one of these to my watch later so that I remember. Okay. Mountain, you, you, mountain said fortress you, had, labs. you said you had more than one. No, I didn't. You didn't? No. I thought you I said you that. had some. Well, people should watch every video on that channel. There's like 15 of them. Okay. I found one um, the other day that I really liked that I thought was fun. Um, I've been on kind of the, the trend of watching things that I can put on in the background. We've yeah. talked about this a few times. This channel is called Pask Makes. The video that I watched was him basically manufacturing 200 of these like tiny little cute little C clamps. Mm -hmm. He had them laser cut and it goes through all these little manufacturing processes that he figured out kind of how to, to make doing one thing 200 times easier. And there are several processes like machining processes that he has to do on this little C clamp. I felt bad <laughs> that he had to do it 200 times. He's, he even in his video, he's like, I made some of these in a, in a video from the past. Um, people were interested in, in finding out how I made them. So I wanted to do this video. I made 200 this time. I'm, I'm never going to do it again. Um, he's like, if you're interested in buying a couple, let me know. I'll sell them to you. But uh, it it seemed like a huge pain in the rear. What's the name of the channel? Pask <laughs> Makes. P 
P-A-S-K. P-A-S-K. All right. Yeah. And that video had 229,000 views. Wow. So not too shabby. We are close to 100,000 subscribers on our YouTube page. I say our as if we contribute to we, it at all. We do everything. It's it is me. our page. Yeah, it's our personal page. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder about that. We're gonna get uh, our plaque. Who's gonna yeah. Who's gonna have that in their office? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna put it That's out? Good front? question. It's a good question. There should be a like a battle royale for it, <laughs> or just pass it between offices week to week, so everyone gets to kind of share in the glory. It's like passing the torch. No, I mean, what's going to happen is there's a certain person with the letters VP after their name, and it's probably going to probably going to go up in his background on his uh, another Jeb, his Zoom background. Well, (laughs) that's true, huh? Yeah. Everyone here is all about that Zoom background. Totally. (sighs) Mine's just a cubicle. Mine's just a blank wall. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah. So that's what's in front of it. Tell me who. Why do we have so many subscribers on our YouTube channel? Well, the channel is full of, like, honestly, the some of the best SolidWorks content that you could find out there and any SolidWorks related content, uh, a lot of tips and tricks videos. And you have a lot of engineers who are like searching, how do I do a sweep in SolidWorks? And, like goes to YouTube, it comes to our channel inevitably. So tons of videos like that for uh, cam, visualize, SolidWorks simulation, like tons of areas in the software where you're just like, I don't know how to do this. I'd say that's prob- probably why. We have some 3D printing content there as well, but uh, we we should probably have more. Yeah, <laughs> we should probably have for more. For sure. We actually have <laughs> someone in our studio right now. We've got our... Is that what they're doing? I was wondering, yeah. like, why do, we, why do we have paparazzi in the room right now? So this is for Instagram? Uh, yeah. Twitter? TikTok. TikTok? TikTok and Instagram. Is it possible to be successful on TikTok, TikTok without ever watching TikTok? Neither Tyler or I have a TikTok. That's fine. I'll take care of you. All right. <laughs> it's just pure... It's just pure. She's, she's very excited to be here. This I can tell, morning. actually. <laughs> I still want to interrupt. <laughs> she's doing great. This is actually the first time a third voice has ever appeared on the That's show. That's not true. It's we've had people from Colin. Oh, Colin, yeah. We've I forgot had about Colin. From Colin. We, Why yeah, don't we do Colin you're anymore? You're our first live guest that people can hear their voice. What's up, everybody? <laughs> guess, See, she is excited. I mean. If you were an actual guest, we would have treated you to at least your own microphone. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. We would at least give you a mic. Intruder would be uh, <laughs> a, a closer description. <laughs> but I, that's fine. Don't, don't listen to him. He does this to our listeners, too. He definitely makes them feel like that. I'm the inclusive <laughs> one. And Tyler's the one that just lays back just there. It's like an abusive uh, it's relationship in, yeah. with our viewers. And they keep coming back. We every, love you for every it. Every time. Especially the Canadians. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy for them. We have um, one of our Canadian sales reps here oh, right yeah, now. yeah, that's true. And he has a beautiful beard. He a does. A beautiful white beard. He's a very stylish guy. He told me the secret to it. What's that? Purple shampoo. Hmm. So anyone out there with white hair or a white beard, the secret to having like 
platinum white beet water. No, it's purple shampoo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought that was kind of neat. It is. Cool. Oh, speaking of tips and tricks, I want to give a tip today. Okay. And then we can probably we finish can probably up. close it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, everyone with your, your 3d printing, most people out there probably started or still have like a hobby level FDM printer. Many of them don't have a second support head. Even if they do, this tip is going to be useful. You ready for this? Yeah. So I will try and find the video. Um, and, and I've actually mentioned this in a past episode, but I want this to be there for people. You will save hours upon hours of printing, especially if you have to do a bunch of the same part and it's got kind of like a cantilever overhang. Um, it could be other things too, if if you have a void somewhere. Like but an up, upside down L yes. type feature? Yep. Okay. yep, that's a great way to think about it. Um, Think of it, 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 as long as you have the capability with your slicing software to insert a pause, this will work for you. So what you're basically gonna do with the, in the case of an upside down L, the top portion that's hanging over at the slice layer right before it starts its overhang, you add a pause. Okay. So you build the entirety of the vertical L with no support. Obviously, you would need support for that L portion, but if you can machine a block, if you have the capability to cut a block of material, aluminum, steel, whatever, and place it in there and have it hold, if if you have the ability to kind of just stick it to the print bed, you can then resume your print and print straight on top of that block rather than having to print the support from the base up. What if you did something like wet sand? wet sand yeah you just kind of pour some damp sand and pat it and then print over top of that have you done that no i just thought of it i don't think i'm trying to think of something easier than machining another part well having that that little cube is gonna work because if you have to print that part you know a ton of times and maybe you don't print 10 on each bed you just print one at a time that little cube is going to work for you over and over and over and you don't have to reshape any sort of yeah. sand or anything like that. It's like putting a fixture on your build plate. Yeah. Yeah. So that could be a way for you to potentially save some time with your prints that works on any FDM machine. So I think someone should try the sand idea. <laughs> I don't. Or silly putty. You or should something. try it and tell us how it works, but not on one of our machines here. <laughs> Might get us in trouble. Be like, why is there sand in this machine? There have been wet shoes in our machine. Really? Jebediah. And if you're listening, Jeb. That does not surprise me. I have picture proof of this. And if I ever need to blackmail you, I have it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Jeb's listening for All sure. Right, that's a good tip. I like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. There is, you there, go. is there anything else? Uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, offer an apology for <laughs> this episode. It's going to be better next time. Better every time. That's the goal. Why are you so mad? He's still mad about it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have brought it back up. All right. We'll talk next week. Thanks for being with us.